And it's a great good morning wherever you are listening. This radio, K Pulpit and Radio Pulpit, coming to you live this morning. Good morning. Dumala, Kunjan. Hey, come on. Life is full of challenges, isn't it? <laughs> I want to take you down memory lane in uh, American history. You remember Helen Keller? Perhaps you don't even know who she was. But I'm going to tell you who she was in the jiffy. Helen Keller. You remember, well, perhaps you would know about uh, an American president called Abraham Lincoln. I'm going to tell you about how he overcame the challenges life threw at him. There was another president in America... And I'm taking American uh, examples this morning to get around our own examples in South Africa. There are many. But anyway, overcoming life's challenges. And perhaps it's no strange thing to you to overcome all the challenges you are faced with. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12 verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Paul is writing to the Italian Christians in Rome, and as you know, they are going through much suffering for their faith. And then he says in Romans 12, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And then he says in verse 2 of Romans 12, Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. Sacrificing their bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. They knew about sacrifice. They knew about giving their bodies even into death. The word in the Greek text, katakrima, to be thrown off a cliff, to be burned alive. They knew about when you love Jesus Christ, it could mean to sacrifice everything, your body. And now Paul tells them, when you are facing all these challenges of life, Overcome. How would you overcome these challenges of life? He says it in verse 2. Then, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. Overcoming life's challenges. And it's, it's so practical. It's, it's so real. It's so relevant. 
on the 30th of August 2023 in Christians' lives. Are you up to cope with what life throws at you? I read a book many, many years ago by an author called Scott Hamilton. And I remember always in my life, through all the challenges that one faces as God's child, Scott Hamilton said one thing. He said, the only disability in life is a bad attitude. (laughs) The only disability in life is a bad attitude, Scott Hamilton said. You and I, we are the church, aren't we? We are the body of Christ. We are part of the body of Christ. And a solid body of Christ, a solid church, we are church, is a church that believes in preaching the word of God, reading the whole word of God, and singing the word of God. It's invaluable in helping us renewing our minds, as Paul urges us in Romans 12 verse 2. Attitude is what separates, may I say, when I do God's will and don't do God's will. Attitude is what sets me apart from doing God's will and not doing God's will. Paul says in Romans 12 verse 2, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good and pleasing and perfect will. When? When I do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be allow by the Holy Spirit to be transformed by the renewing of my mind when I go through life challenges. Many people will have obstacles in their life as God's children today. I told you about Helen Keller. Helen Keller, way, way back, was a blind and a deaf young woman. She was, she was still very young, Helen Keller. Yet, she was the first blind and deaf person in the whole world to, to receive and to earn a Bachelor of Arts degree, even when she was very young, was blind and deaf. And then she became an authoritative author and a, and, a, and a campaigner and a lecturer and an activist in her life. She did not allow the obstacle of being blind and deaf to limit her life because she developed and held on to what God says in Romans 12. Then you will be able, when you renew your mind, and do not conform to the pattern of this world, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. There's another uh, example I want to tell you about. A few months ago, I read about the late President Abraham Lincoln from America. He was a very poor boy growing up in Missouri, in America. And Abraham Lincoln became... I must remember correctly. If I'm not uh, correct, please do correct me. I think he was the 16th president of the United States of America. He was a very, very poor guy. 
He was an, an attorney of law. He had so many uh, situations in life which was not successful. His first attempt at uh, the election, he lost. And eventually, he never conformed. And that was his testimony, Abraham Lincoln's testimony. I never conformed to the pattern of this world, but I allowed the Holy Spirit, Abraham Lincoln said, to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I will not allow my situation and I will not allow the challenges of my life to keep me back. Even though I was raised as a poor Missouri boy and didn't have anything. And when he transformed his mind, when he allowed the Holy Spirit to renew his mind, Abraham Lincoln became Abraham Lincoln. There's another president, Franklin Roosevelt. He was uh, in a wheelchair. He had polio. And he was in a wheelchair. And he won. He was the only president of the United States of America to win four consecutive terms of presidency. He was the president who campaigned from a wheelchair. He was the president in World War II. He served for four terms, nearly 12 years. Presidents in the United States, they are allowed to serve for two terms of four years each. Franklin D. Roosevelt was president in four terms. He was elected at the ballot box for four terms. There are so many other people that I can name this morning, but I thought, let's go to America for this. We can think of our own situation, yeah? There are so many people whom we can testify about. Think about your own personal testimony. When I resist the movement of my soul, Paul tells the people in Rome who follows Jesus, when I resist those challenges of life, I become ill, I suffer accidents, I, I have injuries, but the worst of all, says Paul in Romans 12, I become so unhappy that I struggle through life, trying to overcome the challenges of life. And then I cannot cope with what life throws at me. And always have in mind, Paul is writing to these Italian Christians in Rome, Therefore, there is no condemnation, he tells them. There's no katakrima. They can throw you off the cliff. They can smear you tar and, and put you to a pole and, and set you alight as a beacon or a light at night. That's what they did with the Christians. They can throw you for the wild animals. That's what they did with the Christians. So these Christians in Rome knew what it, what it took to be a Christian, to live in God's mercy. And therefore Paul is telling them, 
In Romans 12 verse 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There are no shortcuts. It's not easy. There's no magical formula for renewing your mind. What then? John 17 verse 17 comes to mind. Therefore we must fill our minds with God's word. Therefore I said earlier on, we can't be church if we don't live from God's word. Read, preach, sing, worship from God's word. Live out of God's word. The full word of God from Genesis to Revelation. We must fill our minds with God's word. You know, as Jesus prayed to the Father, when he went through the challenges of life, John 17 verse 17 recorded it. Jesus prayed, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is the truth. John 17 verse 17. Jesus going through the worst challenges in life. But standing in the word of truth. You know, it reminds me many, many a times as a duomini through all the decades I was uh, so blessed to be a duomini in church. I had the most wonderful experiences of being privileged to stand next to so many people who were dying of disease or after an accident or of old age. I remember even children. I was a domini in Sabi. Many, many years ago in Pumalanga, in the Dutch Reformed Church of Sabi. And I remember so well, it just came to my mind as the Lord reminds me of the privilege I had to be standing next to people going through the worst challenges of life. When Jesus was going through the most difficult challenges of life, he filled his mind with God's word. When Jesus was on the cross, go and read it. Jesus, in the worst challenge of life, on the cross, when dying, he filled his mind with a word. Psalm 22. It's recorded, and it's only recorded that Jesus said, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? It's not a word he just made up. Jesus was reciting Psalm 22 on the cross as a good Orthodox Jew. They still do it to this day. And I've said that many times. When an Orthodox Jew goes through difficulty and the challenges of life, they uh, recite. From their head, they know it off by heart. Psalm 22. 
just the next verse, after verse 4, and Jesus must have said that as well because he was reciting as a good Jew in the most difficult situation and challenges of life on the cross. My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Yet you are the Lord who enthrones Israel's praises, says the next verse. In the most difficult challenges of life, God is there. You know, and so many times, and I remember it so well, this young boy, he was still at school. They were living just out of Sabi, outside of Sabi. And uh, they were having a braai. I think it was a Saturday evening. And uh, the wood was uh, green and they used some petrol to throw it on the wood. It exploded. And this young boy, still at school, he burned. They brought him into Sabi to the little hospital. They called me as the duomini and I was there. He died. I buried him. And I walked a path with that family. It just came to mind just now when I was talking. What pulled them through? What pulled so many other people through the most difficult challenges of life when they were on their deathbeds in hospital or wherever? And I had the privilege of leading people through the darkest valley of life, dying. The Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God. When water was transformed into wine, when the mundane of water, the ordinary, the everyday, day-to-day, common work day, regular, normal uh, routine of water was transformed by Jesus at that wedding into wine. The water was turned into the wine of meaning, into the joy, into the expression. Even though daily life is full of challenges at the wedding, there's no wine when Jesus turned the water into wine. What are the challenges you are going through? The ordinary, every day, day-to-day, common routine things this morning. Daily life is full of challenges. Reach out to the grace of Christ. Take the word of Christ, the Bible, the word of God, as these Christians did in Rome when they heard these words. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Then he is good and pleasing and perfect will. In the challenges of life. This 
is your true and proper worship. The Word of God. Amen to that and amen. Be beyond music sings that. Amen. We will sing even in the challenges of life.